Welcome back to the Shintaro Higashi Show with Peter Yu. Today we're going to talk a little about finding the right weight class. But before we move on, you see these headphones? <laughs> They're not like super high end. They're wired. They're like 20 bucks. Whatever you gave to Patreon goes to making this show better for you. Uh, therefore, and you see we're very cost conscious. I'm not right. splurging on like super high end stuff. I'm not bougie like Peter. Yeah, with, with the, the best of the best. <laughs> right? I had it before, so you know this yeah. has existed before. So thank so, you guys for supporting yeah. us on Patreon. And uh, today's topic comes from a Patreon member, correct? That's right. Yeah, one of our supporters on Patreon, uh, Tyler, asked this question. So he go. He says, "When I started BJJ, I was five nine and two hundred four pounds." I was strong AF from powerlifting, but I was also fat from complete lack of cardio and proper dieting. I am 178 pounds this moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it is worth cutting to under 160 or just trying to stay where I'm at. I know Shintaro did a video about cutting 20 pounds in a week, yeah, which is, was very popular. Very popular. But That's what started this whole thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. But how do you find, that, find what weight class you should compete at? Mm. Yeah. There's a couple of different factors involved with finding the right weight class. First mm. of all, if you're sort of a novice, I don't think you should even consider it. You should just fight in the division that you're the most comfortable. No weight cutting at all. You know, in the beginning, I think you want to just sort of get your feet wet and then right. experience competing without the stress of having to make weight. Because right. competing period is stressful. It's scary. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things to overcome. How do you right. deal with that kind of adversity of, you know, pressure from your coaches and teammates, people being there, someone trying to take your head off, right? right. So do you really want to add another layer of like, oh, you know, I got to make weight. Oh, I didn't do it properly. You know, right, that, it, right, it's right. kind of a huge hassle. Mm -hmm. So that's first and foremost. And then sort of the second piece of the puzzle is, are you eating healthy? Are you at an optimal competing weight period right now? So how much mm. body fat are you carrying is a real thing. Right, right, Because right. I could cut 20 pounds to, you know, in two days right now, but mm. it'll be all water weight. Right. Right now, right. I'm 220 pounds and I'm fat. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, you like, are what? Yeah, no, I'm holding on to holiday weight, right? Uh -huh. So I could make 198, 90 like, kilos in mm. two days. Or, With water weight. Yeah, 24 hours or two days. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? That's exaggerating. Two to three days, I get 100% naked. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like fully hydrated, glycogen stores are plump, all those things. But I'm carrying yeah. a lot of body fat. Uh -huh. So I could cut that, fight, and then perform terribly. Uh -huh. Or I could lose 20 pounds of body fat over the course of the next three, four months and uh -huh. be 198. I'm never shredded, but like lean. You're shredded. You can be sure. Everyone. I'm very lean at like 178. You you look like a different person then. I look like a different person. Yeah, 181. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's cool. You know, yeah. like you're lean when uh, I hate to say this, but like Asian girls are coming up to you and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so lean." That's <laughs> when you know right. you're lean. Yeah. Usually they they prefer lean guys, right? Yeah, I only yeah. get attention from males 220 and above. Man, <laughs> you're so big. I hit 210. <laughs> Like so some people are yeah. like, oh, you're in a, you know, I get yeah. a little bit of attention, and then, yeah. you know, it titrates it's down, and then eventually, I'm attracting people who like lean people. Look like a K-pop star then at yeah. 170. Yeah, and I have these Asian, these curls in my hair, which is very rare for Asians. 
Very rare, right? Yeah, so I have a distinct okay. look. Yeah. I don't want to be too lean, though, because if I'm wearing a t-shirt and I'm too light, mm-hmm. I just look skinny. I don't want to look skinny. <laughs> I want to look lean. Right. I and see, I have I this see. weird thing with size, too, because my father was like, oh, big and strong, big and strong. I see. Kokushikan University was historically a heavyweight. A heavyweight, yeah. School. The university. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? They were known for recruiting big guys because they didn't have weight classes back in the day. Mm. Right? The, strategy so, was, the strategy was to yeah. recruit the big and the yeah. strongest. And then yeah. even the team divisions, the team tournaments were on mm-hmm. no weight classes. So you want to stack your team, a seven-man team, with the biggest <laughs> and strongest guys ever. So my dad right. always had this like, eat, eat, big and strong, big and strong. I and, you see. know, I stopped growing upwards in height. You know, I was like 5'9 uh-huh. at, at like 12 uh-huh. years old. And then that was it. Never, never grew an inch after that. So it's like I had to, I grew sideways. I had like a weird <laughs> complex with uh, I weight. See. But I'm digressing uh, a little bit here. So, okay. So th- yeah. just to sum up the, your first point, uh, when you first start off as a beginner, uh, don't worry about your weight class too much. Maybe consider dieting so that you are as healthy as possible. Well, 100% consider dieting, yes, because mm-hmm. you have to be eating healthy. And if you're carrying a lot of body fat and you're you know overeating, right. you're not an optimal athlete, right? You right. want to be an optimal athlete. That's that's the key. Mm-hmm. If you're competing in the open division, that's a different story because weight <laughs> is good. Right. Right. Not that uh, many of those yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So the advantages of cutting weight to a lower weight class is... Yeah. So that right. yeah, let's move on to the competition. Like oh, okay. Yeah. So you you've got some experience. You're now you really want to excel at competition. So now yes. yeah, why, why do say, people cut? Instance, yeah. yeah. Let's say you're in the middle mm. between two weight classes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, judo. There's 178. The weight class below is 160. 160 pounds. Yeah. Right. So let's just say you're 170 pounds. You're 10 pounds away from going down a weight or eight pounds away from going into the next weight class. Obviously, you don't mm-hmm. want to go up because people are bigger, mm-hmm. right? If you go up eight pounds, you're fighting 178. You have people like me who are walking around at 220 cutting down to 178. Mm-hmm. So if you're naturally 170 pounds going against someone who's naturally 220 pounds, mm-hmm. you're gonna, there's going to be a size discrepancy and right. there's going to be a strength discrepancy. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, this, that's why people don't usually go up in weight class. You could fight 178 or you could get down to 160, lose 10 yeah. pounds, right? Right. That's kind of the idea. If you're fighting someone who's 150 pounds naturally and you're cutting down from 170, you're going to have a little bit of an advantage. You're probably right. going to have a little bit more reach. Mm-hmm. Just statistically the, yeah, speaking. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the, the way to go. But the benefits mm-hmm. has to outweigh sort of the downsides because they are effects of cutting weight. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not as strong at 198 as I am at 220. I'm not mm-hmm. as strong at 178 as I am at 198. Yeah, and right. also you, if you cut too aggressively, you just your conditioning just goes away. Yes, right? it's terrible. Yes. Yeah. So there's yeah. losing weight and then there's cutting weight. Cutting right. weight usually kind of connotates that you're cutting water weight at the last minute. Mm. So you want to diet right. down within range. Right, as lean well, as possible. Yeah, yeah, lean as possible, not carrying body fat, good optimal athlete, you know, mm-hmm. maybe within 10 pounds of range. Mm-hmm. And then the night before, you cut out your sodium, you cut out your water, maybe sit in the sauna, and then <laughs> you lose the last, you know, 5 to 10 pounds 10 of water pounds. weight overnight. And then you rehydrate that back. Rehydrate, 
after yeah. you weigh in. Don't, yeah. Don't rehydrate before you weigh in. It's not <laughs> <work>. <laughs> right, right. I mean, this, this, I've heard a lot of stories, even Olympians, like, uh, they, they, a lot of times when they don't perform at a big tournament, they say, oh, I didn't cut weight properly. I was too tired, yada, yep. yada, yada. Yep. And some of the Korean athletes even said that it's, it's harder to go up a weight class because you have to eat so much and you can't just put on fat. You have to put on muscles. Yeah. So right. That's the thing. So, I fought 220 yeah. and I'm kind of fat. At 220 so it, uh-huh. it's one of those things it's like i'm not an optimal athlete you know if you could trade off all the body fat that i had with muscle weight if i lost 20 pounds of fat and gained 20 pounds of muscle yeah i would be a different pe- human being Dude, you know what i mean looks so different i would look ridiculous <laughs> and you know what that 20 pounds extra of muscle mass is gonna help me perform better at 220 right. now right. can you imagine with that body if I cut 20 pounds of water weight and made 198. Gosh. That's yeah. the makings of a champion right there, right? You run through people quite yeah, literally. You know, I, can't, I don't want to do it and I can't do it. Or there's many different reasons why I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, I think I've already hit a genetic barrier on how much more muscle I can gain. I'm also 37 mm. years old. So this is like, right. you know, in another multiverse. with a a lot of vitamin s maybe (laughs) yeah maybe so those are the ideas right so so okay that's those are yeah you have to see you have to weigh the benefits and the cost and then but kind of going on to more uh, your personal side like well how did you end up in your weight class up to 20 that's a that's a very good question i know personally i'm Mm -hmm. optimized for a much lower division because Mm -hmm. of my height i'm five foot nine Mm-hmm. Right, people will actually meet me and say, "Oh, I thought you were much taller." Mm-hmm. I'm not that tall, so I'm five nine. I'm short and sort of like wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, One seventy eight probably would have been the ideal division, and I hate to say this, but Travis was at that weight class, and it was a very competitive division. Yeah, the yep. seventy three kilo and eighty one kilo. Yes, once yeah. Yes. The, 161 and 178, they're both competitive, yeah. very competitive, right? And then 198, there was probably five or six equally leveled competitors at that division. So it was a very Mm. stacked division. Mm. Colton Brown was at that division. Jake Larson during the time. Aaron Cohen. All these guys were very, very tough. And Mm. getting out of the country was a little bit tricky. Mm. 220 was sort of open. So mm. in order for me to win nationals at 220, it was a lot easier of a task. I and if see, I could I climb the rankings at 220, it was a lot easier for me to gain the right to compete internationally. Uh, but when I went internationally, it was a challenge because I'm fighting Lucas Kapalik, who's a two-time Olympic. I think he's a gold medalist, right? And he's yeah, like yeah. 6'5". This Oof. guy made me feel like a child out there in terms of size and strength. Uh, you know? uh-huh. So it's like I got to compete against those guys. So it's very right. difficult. So it wasn't, you know, just solely ducking certain people or finding the right weight class to go international, but also the timing. I was coming off of wrestling season and I was Mm. wrestling 184 throughout the Mm. whole season. So I spent in 2007, you know, five months making 184 consistently, Mm -hmm. 184, 184, 184. And then off season, season ends in February or March. I ate a lot and I gained a lot of weight. I started lifting and then nationals uh, is in April, late April. Uh, so during that time period, I had already blown up to like 220. And my dad was like, you want to cut down to 178? I was like, no. 
You want to cut down to 198? I'm like, you know what? They're I'm going to go 220. Yeah. And I won uh-huh. nationals that year, 2007. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden I have points. Yeah. yeah, now I have the right to go into national. Now I start going to these tournaments, I start accumulating points at 220. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to make a run for it at 220 at as 20. opposed to starting over at 198, starting over at 178. And I don't really like cutting weight too. And I always not do it properly. You know, could I go down naturally to 178? I can. But, you know, I like uh, I like eating and, you know, I don't. I'm not You've done that too. I've seen you do it. 178, remember? Yeah. When yeah, we yeah. all did it together. You yeah, died it awesome. down and everything. Yeah. It's, he was, you were very strict. Turkey turkey slices. He we would go to a restaurant and he would pull out his turkey slices. Yeah, that was my game, right? I would <laughs> bring turkey slices in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. And I would drink seltzer water with a splash with of splash. splash of Diet Coke. Diet Coke. So it looked like I was kind of drinking a beer or something cool. <laughs> you know, there's a little bit of flavor. I would squirt some lemon in there. Right. It was kind of a miserable existence, you know, and I got down pretty close. I would get down to like 185, so I'm within range to cut the water weight. Yeah. You know? And then if you remember, I went to nationals and then you guys all had, uh, went we to get Mexican tacos. Yeah. And then I, you know, broke you had and had chips. some tacos. <laughs> and you boy, did I rebound chips. heavy. Yeah. Had a lot of chips. A lot of sodium in that thing. That was the yeah. worst decision, you know, but I, I completely broke. <laughs> we probably shouldn't have gone because I, I, me, Christian, were pre- we were pretty close. So we kind of yeah. had it. Yeah. But yeah. you made it though. You still I made, made it. it. Yeah. I yeah. had my sauna suit and stuff like that and there's uh, little tips and tricks you know yeah. sitting in a sauna a certain way so you don't get right right you don't have to like physically exert but you know mm-hmm. sitting in a sauna sitting in a jacuzzi it's draining it's draining, draining. and there's yeah. lots of little tips and tricks that you can use you know like yeah and i'll give you a couple couple of good ones like uh there's people that i know they take albaline which is a makeup remover mm-hmm. and put it on their <laughs> skin before they jump into a, a bath uh, right, and then what that makeup remover does supposedly is open up their pores, so you sweat. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and then you know you go bath out, bath out, and people lose a lot of water weight that way. But yeah. it makes you dizzy, and it's not recommended, especially if you're dehydrated. So oh, please yeah. don't take this as medical advice or advice to do any of this stuff. This stuff is really, really dumb. Yeah, consult you know, with and, your yeah. healthcare professional yeah. before you do it. Yeah, and if you're listening and you're like, oh man, I definitely want to compete at a high level and I'm sort of in between weight classes, I'm going to decide to, you know, cut down a weight class, uh, you have to also look at the division too. Yeah, just like how you did, like cost-benefit analysis, you have to see what, yeah. And then you have to also take into consideration when the weigh-ins are, Mm -hmm. right? Some events, day before, I don't know what it is now on the international judo circuit, but a lot of it is day of. And the day mm. of is very difficult because you're cutting weight, cutting weight. You're going to sleep dehydrated. You're not getting good sleep. You right. step on the scale at 6 in the morning and then, you know, you're out there. You too, yeah. It's tough ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can cut 20 pounds of water weight, you know, be at the optimal weight and then weigh in the day before. And, you know, people would, uh, I guess it's cheating, like uh, IV. IV, yeah. Uh, MMA players yeah. do that, right? Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed to do it. But if you did that. And then the next morning, you, you wake up and lean, shredded, 30 pounds heavier than your actual division. That's a huge advantage. Yeah. Right. Think about it. If you're walking around 200 pounds, uh-huh. okay, and you're shredded to the bone, you cut 25, yeah. 30 pounds of water weight, you step on the scale 165. Oh, gosh. All right? The day and before. To... And then you get on your IV, and you're fully hydrated, fully rested, because you get to sleep overnight. Right. 
and you're walking out there 200 pounds against someone that didn't cut weight that's like walking around like 155 pounds and they're kind of skinny fat and uh, yeah those are two different athletes those are two different species <laughs> yeah it's yeah. not a fair fair match it's, it's just not, not fair. fair at all yeah. but people do that kind of stuff to gain that edge right but that goes secondary beyond skill acquisition and being good at the sport and being mm -hmm. able to properly compete that's like secondary right so for i guess we kind of cover the beginners complete beginners and then serious comp competitors yeah. but how about the people in the middle hobbyists what should we do uh, hobbyists i think they shouldn't cut weight but they mm -hmm. should go to their optimal fighting weight and you Diet know what your down, optimal yeah. weight mm -hmm. is based on looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. And some people have more data than others and say, hey, this is my body fat percentage. If I lost this much percentage of body fat, I would be at this division. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Right, and I right. like using 170 sort of as an example because that's uh. sort of middle of the range. The mm -hmm. biggest two divisions are 73 kilos and 81 kilos for a reason. Right. Because well, that's the average male size. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, just... right. the Okay, so <laughs> are you lean? Are you lean? Yeah. That's the that's the biggest question. Are you an optimal athlete? Are you eating clean? Hey, well, the, the, what it means to be lean is different from person to person too, based on genetics and you know, right? It, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. And also, judo style kind of matters too. Mm -mm. You know, or even fighting style. If you're talking about uh, you know different grappling sports or even fighting sports. Mm -hmm. If you're right. a let's just say for instance, right. If you're a drop Sanagi person, if you're a drop mm. Sanagi, drop Sumi, Kochi, Makakomi mm. kind of a person that likes fighting taller people, it wouldn't make sense to kill yourself to get down to a lower weight class because your fighting Game, style is optimized yeah. to fight taller, bigger people. Mm -mm -mm. If you love locking up upper body, like over the back, like bringing them in and going chest to chest, and that's your judo style, mm. right? Right. Then that's a different type of call, uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. another you want to cut because you yeah. want to be people fighting people who are shorter and smaller than you. Mm -hmm. you right. I mean, if I fought like that, if I like upper body, like locked up, like over the back kind of thing, and if I fought 220 plus, I would get creamed. So if I'm right. fighting 220 plus, I have to sort of stay in like the outside sleeve, mm -hmm. moving around, carrying kind of a judo. Mm -hmm. Right. right? Because right. I have to consider my opponent's reach and their range. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so if we're, you're talking about a striking sport like boxing, which reach really matters. Really matters. Yeah. If I could punch you and you can't punch me and the length of my arms really matter in terms uh -huh. of like gauging <clears throat> distance and jabbing the person, then you really want to be in the lowest weight class you could possibly be in. Right. Right. Because reach matters more. Mm hmm Right. And judo, yeah, it matters. You can't... It matters, but like the different styles could have different implications. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. So those are some things to consider. But yeah. as you can tell by our conversation, all this stuff is secondary. You have mm -hmm. to skill acquisitions first. You want to be a good right. judo player. You want to be able to compete. That's another skill in itself. Uh, under pressure. How do you deal with it? Do you mm -hmm. like it? Right. Mm -hmm. All those things have to be refined first before you can even take on this thing. Right. Right. And then, you know, we have a guy at the dojo, Greg, now. He's like, hey, should I cut down to 160? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had uh, this sort of conversation with him. And this is right. perfect because he listens to his podcast, too. Now you can mm -hmm. kind of ask me the question and we could talk a little bit more in depth. Right, right. But, like, someone like him, I suggest, like, make that weight before. A couple of weeks before to do a mock weigh-in. Like I did on the video. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm. So it's like, oh, I have to make 160, you know, on... 
I don't know, April 2nd for the Pedro Judo Challenge. Mm-hmm. Let me make it like mid-March and then compete the next day or train the next day to see how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right? So we have a Saturday morning that was a practice. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Try to shoot for making weight before that class. And mm-hmm. then you could make the weight, drink some Gatorade, and then go out there and practice to see how you feel. Because mm-hmm. some people just can't do it. You know, right. some people get dehydrated. They've never been dehydrated before, like really dehydrated and try to compete. And they feel their heart beating in the middle of their throats right, right. and they get anxiety and they get really hot and they can't cool off. You know, it's a terrible, terrible thing. And, you oh, know, yeah. You don't want to be that. Yeah. yeah. People always say like, oh, quit being such a baby. But it's like, hey, if you've never felt the stimulus before, of course, it's going to be scary because these are all physical sensations that you've never had. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's not as simple as like, should I cut down to 160? Yeah, you should always cut down to 160. No, it's case by case basis. There's a lot of different yeah. factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think I think we covered a lot. Um, so, yeah. you know, if you guys have more questions, yeah. uh, shoot us shoot us some. You know, send us our yeah. way and send them our way. And you know, as as always, thanks for listening. Yep. Anything else we missed? No. The best way to reach us and ask us questions is through our Discord, right behind yeah. Patreon. And yeah. you can always reach Peter. Can't always reach me because I'm on silent. <laughs> but I will every now and then try to pop in. And right. Peter's like, "Come on, man, get on this thing, and I'll go." Uh, on. <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we'll, we have a good conversation there. You know, it's not yeah. just about judo. You know, we have animal channel to share quick yeah. animal pictures, <laughs> things like that of nature. But of course, <laughs> if you have more personal questions about weight cutting, yeah. we can definitely help you out. Um, So thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Yep. Thank you very much.